Ladies and gentlemen, hello and welcome to the Primate Cast. One month ago, primatologists from all over the world descended on Chicago for the joint meeting of the International Primatological Society and American Society for Primatologists. Now in Chicago, we came to hear from the likes of Jane Goodall, Tetsuro Matsuzawa, Franz DeWall, and Gene Altman, and of course, as shown here on the Primate Cast, from all of you, the delegates of IPS ASP 2016, among which here is just a smattering. And of course, I'm your host, Andrew McIntosh. And I'm Cecile Sarabian. So this is our 48th episode of the Primate Cast. And in the podcast, we're starting our coverage of the joint meeting of the International Primatological Society and the American Society of Primatologists, which is the 26th meeting uh, for IPS and 39th for ASP, actually. And so this conference was held in Chicago. Yay! <laughs> for Chicago. It was uh, hosted by the Lester E. Fisher Center at the Lincoln Park Zoo. Uh, so the main organizer being Steve Ross and Lydia Hopper, who we'll hear from later on in the podcast. So Cecile, why don't you just give us your impressions? That's only my second IPS. I was in Hanoi in 2014, so not an extensive um, experience of the IPS meetings, but yeah, very interesting, very broad uh, at the same time. So you have to make sure which talk you want to attend. There's so much going on uh, and so many people. Yeah, but great to meet like old and new friends uh, as usual. Wide coverage of countries as well. Yeah, and scientific topics. So I think. Yeah. Japan had a pretty huge representation there uh, again this year, yeah. as we did in Hanoi. <laughs> yeah, probably the old primate research institute of Kyoto University went to, or not all, but most of us went to Chicago for, for the meeting. Yeah, so just ghosts in the hallway. I think the people here probably had it pretty easy, got a lot of work done. Yeah, peaceful time. <laughs> so IPS is a really cool because it really brings together primatologists in any capacity from all over the world. And right. Yeah. We, we tried to hit that a little bit uh, through our activities at the Primate Cast. Beninese. Republic of Korea. Yeah, Statsuni. Hungarian. Scottish. Japan. German. Vietnamese. Uh, African. Gabon. <laughs> Canadian. China. Indonesian. USA. Singaporean. Malagasy. So it's great to be able to talk with people of such diverse backgrounds and of course as you can hear from these uh, collages it's a diverse set of accents as well we don't you have an anecdote Cecile about an accent that came up at IPS 2016 sure <laughs> I do have one <laughs> one that came out at the Bonobo Curious Party and um, Damien Caillot to not name anyone <laughs> oh, <yeah>. <laughs> told <laughs> <Unmade>. me <laughs> told me that he was listening to the primate cast and he loves it but he was wondering who is this girl with a strong French accent, um, who is obviously me. <laughs> <laughs> well, we like the accent, we like the flair, adds to the primate cast. But uh, I thought what was really cool uh, at this IPS, and it had, has been happening, um, I guess, recently with our increased activity and just getting more interviews out there, but there were quite a few people who approached me, and, and I guess maybe you as well, uh, and you know expressed their interest in the program. And 
for example, one one um, person came up to me at the booth that we had at Kyoto University's booth where we set up our microphones and said that, oh yeah, the primate cast, you, I really want to put you guys in my methods section of the paper <laughs> because uh, apparently she was listening to the, the podcast uh, while collecting data. So that's, I mean, that's super motivating for us, I think, uh, for me personally, for sure, just to see the interest grow and, uh, you know, to just to have the sense that we're kind of doing things here it's, it's super interesting for us i guess also to do these and we'll definitely keep representing uh, at future ips's as well but the other great thing and about being in the podcast here and bringing it to ips is that we as you've seen get to talk to these uh, diverse people and one of the things we did differently here was try to get a broader range of the ips attendants the delegates um, at all different stages of their careers and it looks something like this. Undergraduate. Professor. PhD student. A senior fed. Veterinary. PhD student. Administrative assistant and communication expert, which you cannot like get from this communication way, I think. Associate professor. Research fellow. Graduate student, PhD student. Master student. Head of research and conservation education. Postdoctoral. Researcher. <laughs> I'm very tired. <laughs> Doggy. PhD student. Professor. Combined master and PhD student. Postgraduate researcher. Narian. Assistant professor. Associate professor. Associate professor and associate dean. Vice director. PhD candidate. Graduate student in the anthropology department. We're here at the Primate Research Institute of Kyoto University, but in fact, those people come from a huge uh, array of institutions and organizations, right? like um, academia, but also NGOs. And we also met filmmakers, uh, industry scientists, what else? All gathered here, brought to you from the Primate Cast. Yvonne's University. Synth, France Gabon. Nanyang Technological University. University of Leipzig. Tenorangutan Conservation Program. University of Oregon. Lukuru Foundation. TS2 project. Sue Alanta and Duke University. Jumpushuba Life Trust. <laughs> Orphanage Trust. Uh, McGill University and the Robert Koch Institute. Uh, National Institute of Ecology. African Wildlife Foundation. Max Planck Institute of Evolutionary Anthropology. Bournemouth University and the Sumatra Orangutan Conservation Program. Rutgers University. University of California Davis. Veterinary University in Brno. University of South Africa. Duke University. Kyoto University. Central Washington University. Uh, local non governmental organization called the ODDB, okay. Organisation pour le Développement Durable et la Biodiversité, okay. in English, Sustainable Development and Biodiversity Organization. University of Toronto. Athabasca University. Greenbeat, kind of local NGO. Okay, so now that we've uh, wrapped up the personal details part of our little mini interviewee session here, and the reason for that will become clear in a minute, um, we should probably do the same for ourselves, since some of the listeners may not be so familiar with us. So uh, just brief introductions here. I am Andrew McIntosh. I am from Canada, but I've been in Japan for the last mm, 12 years or so uh, at the Primate Research Institute uh, of Kyoto University, where I started as a PhD student in 2007, and I'm now associate professor. How about you? Nice. <laughs> Um, I'm Cecile Sarabian, so I'm French-Iranian, and I'm a PhD student here at the Primate Research Institute of Kyoto University. Cool. And so the reason for all of that information led up into the reason for doing this, which was to really ask primatologists stupid and silly questions. <laughs> 
Not that stupid. No, no, no. They're very, very <laughs> relevant questions. But the point was to get them in rapid fire succession. So a lot of people were really nervous, as you can already tell maybe from some of the, uh, <laughs> the previous stuff here. But the first question that we hit them with after all of this was favorite primate. Favorite primate, yeah. Cecile, go. Jeleda baboon, so um, endemic in Ethiopia. That was quick. Yeah. Why Jeleda baboon? baboon? Although I've never get the chance to study them, um, I've always been fascinated by their physical features yeah. and the, the huge groups they, they live in mm -hmm. on those mountains, the simians. So, so it looks like a very nice field site to my point of view. Cool. Yeah. And you? <laughs> um, so I have two. The first I have to say, because they're very dear to my professional heart, is the Japanese macaque. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, but apart from that, I'm going to have to say the Delacour Langer. Ah. which is a beautiful primate Why uh, critically endangered in Vietnam and I've told this story a few times but in I think it was in 2012 I was visiting Vietnam with uh, Michael Huffman on a project related to malaria in primates or monkey malaria in, in primates and humans and we took a trip to the north to Cuc um, Phuong National Park and there we found out about a place uh, called Van Long, which is famous for, I guess, kind of, it's an island anyways, these kind of karst limestone cliff areas. And you can actually see the Delacour Langers there, but you have to travel by little rowboat and you have a guide who's taking you through the marsh. It's all these wow. shorebirds, kind of misty uh, atmosphere going on here. And we're just trying to spot mm. these, Mike and I, with our binoculars glued to our faces, uh, spot the monkeys on the cliff sides. And of course, the guide is like, shouting monkey, monkey, monkey in Vietnamese. And we have no idea where, what she means or where to look. It took us ages, but we finally spotted them. And it's just amazing to see them hopping along the rocks. Such a critically endangered animal, but I really felt like a, maybe what a bird watcher would feel to find mm -hmm. a critically endangered bird, for example. So nice. that, that really brought back my sense of a need for primate watching. <laughs> and conservation. And conservation, <laughs> of course. And so the meetings in Hanoi was all about that because Vietnam is of course represented by a huge, uh, proportion of its primates being uh, at least highly or critically endangered. So exactly. So it just really brought that back, that kind of passion back for, for watching primates. It was cool. Yeah. So let's hear about our interview is now. The red-bellied gunnan. Sovereign gibbon. Guavas gorillas. Long-tailed macaque. Orangutans. Bonobo. Oof. I don't, I, I don't have. The woolly monkey. Ooh, tricky. White-faced capuchins. Mm, well, mm, uh, Cecile, Serbia. Chimang. <laughs> oh, man. Maybe injury. Green-nosed monkey. Gorilla. Barbary macaque. That's a hard one. Humans. Red saying dog langer. Chimpanzee. Um, officially gibbons, but non-officially shifaka. Indri and Titi Monkeys. Maslimu. Orangutan. Red Shank Duke. Oh, that's tough gorilla. Bonobos. Orangutan. Bonobo. And the Capitan and Chimpanzee. Crazy. I'm gonna have to say Orangutan. A dead one. <laughs> My kids. Mangabees. And the winner is Orangutan. Orangutan, that's cool. Yeah. The Orangutan. It's and also important, recently the Borean Orangutan making it to the critically endangered yeah. list. Yeah which makes four out of the six creative species in critically endangered now. Mm -hmm. So the next question is, what's your favorite primatologist? Andrew McIntosh. Oh, you're starting with me. Um, 
Okay, so that's obviously a really tricky question, and we chose that question specifically because it was pretty tricky and to put people on the spot. Um, that's really hard to answer. Historically, I'm going to have to go with Clarence Way Carpenter. Wow. All right. One of the first primate-related field studies in Barrow, Colorado Island, uh, central in Panama. And I say that because obviously the development of primatology was uh, heavily connected to the devel development of field primatology. And um, so that was probably the first um, field study ever conducted on primatology on howler monkeys. When? When was it? The monograph was published in 1932, so wow. sometime prior to that. And I, I remember reading the monograph as a you know young undergraduate student at the University of Calgary, and just when I was really interested and excited about, about primatology, as I still am, but um, <laughs> really trying to connect with the history of the field. And so that was definitely, and, and it's a good read. Um, more uh, currently, I suppose, um, yeah, I just have to say some Colin Chapman, but he's someone who's had such a presence in uh, East or East, you could say Central Africa in um, in Uganda, and you know, is constantly putting things out and um, you know, challenging people to to think things and think things differently, and then also pushing both research and conservation, and more recently public health and all kinds of things. And uh, he's also a great person, you know, to to talk to, and I think he's really encouraging for students. So. So, yeah. <laughs> and at the risk of, of using my power here in the studio with the microphone and the recording device, uh, I actually have to add a third one, and that's that's going to be Augustine Fuentes. Mm -hmm. And what I think one of the main reasons is that way back, it'll be 16 years ago now, I joined a field school with him um, while he was still at Central Washington University. Now he's at Notre Dame. And that was in Bali, uh, which came a really special place for me later. Um, but he's also... He's just like a rock star primatologist and anthropologist, actually. And recently he's been you know, doing all kinds of things, mist busting in the popular media, for example, on, I guess, biological determinism and race and things like that. And recently, I think just last week, he was honored on the pitch on the football field of the Notre Dame against the Fighting Irish. Really? Giving him some. Yeah. So he was there's some great pictures of him standing, um, you know, in midfield. All right. receiving something and as a cool headline story about that too but um, you know a lot of people will know him too from the primates and perspectives books that he, he co-edits and right. I think he's just also one of those super encouraging people and I've already always really enjoyed meeting him uh, at conferences since that field school and yeah so so that's uh, I'm gonna stop there all right <laughs> how about you well so mine is gonna be much shorter <laughs> <laughs> Do we have a joker here? <laughs> I'm gonna say, well, beside Jane and you. <laughs> oh, come on. Joker. Come on. <laughs> I can't answer this question. I can't. Okay. <laughs> is that what joker means? Joker? Isn't, isn't that, it like an English throw. word as well? Like it's when down. you throw out a card, like you, it means no response. Okay, fine. And it means the end. The end. Okay, got it. <laughs> That's that was a that was an easy way out. Where's my? I don't have any jokers in my deck. <laughs> but only one. Stuff. Only one. Okay. So here's what everyone else had to say. Oh my gosh, really? Um, my favorite primatologist is Damien Caillou. Katja Liba. Jane Goodall. Shatan. Diane Fossey. Diane Fossey. Sapolsky. I have a lot. 
so I cannot say one. Georges Saller. Charlie Manso. Uh, favorite primatologist. <gasps> oh my God, there are too many. I, I have so many swimming in my head. Uh, ba da ba da ba da ba da ba da ba da. Let me think. Uh, to be different, I'll say Hans Kummer. It's gotta be Jane. Sounds well. Jane Goodall. <laughs> Carl Van Schaik. Mike Green. <laughs> what counts as primatologist? Brian Hare? I have no idea. <laughs> uh, Paul Garber. Difficult. <laughs> Dr. Janguda. Oh, don't do that to me. I've done it. No, 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 no. <laughs> Doctor Wright. Sumatran orangutan. Ah, oh, difficult. I cannot name Jane Goodall. Alison Behe. Uh, Chia Tan. Andrew J J McIntosh. It's a hard one too. Jane Goodall. So Cecile, who is the winner for oh, primatologist? Wow. For primatologist. Well, by far, Jane Goodall. <laughs> surprise, surprise, surprise. Yeah. Okay. Um, so the next question uh, we were asking people was, best place to do primatology? Which ended up giving us a range of answers. It could have been where they're based or where they're doing field work, <laughs> yeah. or it could be a continent, for example. Yeah. Um, so it was a pretty diverse set of answers, but I'll throw it at you. So best place to do primatology? Wow. I would have said... Perhaps my two most recent field sites, Gabon and DR Congo. Mm -hmm. But like right now, I wouldn't recommend <laughs> to go there to study primates. Yeah, a little political unrest. Yeah, so it's quite quite hard. So beside that, I would say Koshima Island, south of Japan. All right. <laughs> despite the frustrations. Yeah, despite the frustrations, but also for being alone on an island following monkeys. And yeah. Very nice historical place as well. So. Exactly. The birthplace of Japanese primatology. One of the first in the world. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, you know, and I you? Think, yeah. I, th I think also Japan is a great place to do primatology, both um, at the office, in the lab and in the field, which is, you know, the only industrialized country now, at least, that has an endemic primate. So uh, it makes it pretty special, I think, in the world of primatology. And as you said, with a great history. Um, but, you know, from this conference the IPS ASP meetings, one field site that repeatedly came up was Amboseli again. And of course, Jim mm -hmm. Alton was, was awarded the Lifetime Achievement Award uh, in 2014. And um, her, her speech, a speech was given on her behalf by Beth Archie this year. Um, and there were just a series of talks by that team. And you can really see the advantage of having that longevity and you know, just even the science that's coming out of it is really impressive. So so it's, it looks like a great place to be as well. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so here's what everyone else had to say. Field. Sanctuaries. Congo. Uh, Chimfunchi Wildlife Orphanage. North Sumatra, Indonesia. California. Thailand. Francine. Oh, well, PRI. Like as in continent? Southeast Asia. Madagascar. <laughs> Lola Yabonobo. Indonesia. Split between Thai National Park and Lomas Parvodal in Costa Rica. Panama. Kumamoto Sanctuary? No response. No, I don't <laughs> no response. <laughs> Oregon. Vietnam. In the UK, I think. Well, the one that I work in Zambia, Jimfuncho Wildlife Orphanage Trust. <laughs> I haven't been there yet. I'm not sure. I only really know of Southeast Asia because of orangutans. Uh, South Africa. Ooh, that's really tough. Okay. I really like Peru, but 
Things are changing there. Yunnan could be the best place. BRI. <laughs> Sorry. Belize and Uganda. Indonesia. In my country, Madagascar. <laughs> and the winner is Indonesia. And if we actually include uh, Southeast Asia, the continent, <laughs> in this, because uh, actually those people probably meant Indonesia, then yeah, Indonesia by, by far, which match actually the, the primate winner, Rangitan. Yeah, I think one of the the things that's very obvious at these meetings is um, so you have the diversity of primatologists, and of course people are usually attached to a subject, a species um, yeah. that they hold near and dear to their hearts, and obviously those those species are found in some places. So it's really cool to see the different people representing their species, their study sites, and in many cases their countries, and those are being represented here as well. Um, okay, so what was the next uh, the next question we had in our series here? Well, it actually introduces, introduces quite good because it's a primate-related possession. <laughs> primate-related possession. Like right? a bonobo shirt, for example. <laughs> is that yours, your favorite primate-related possession? <laughs> no, mine is a chimp slash bonobo slash mandrill type 9 fake primate poop. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait. <laughs> you have to elaborate on that. Well, but, well, you probably know what I mean, but... My fake plastic feces that I use um, in my infection risk avoidance experiments with those primates. Okay, so it's got to be a topper on the <laughs> it's list. It's primate related. <laughs> it is primate related, yeah. And, and didn't you have one stolen at the last IPS meeting? Yeah, and I never found it back. <laughs> if, if anyone's listening, and speaking of sp stolen property, this year's uh, Kyoto University booth, we had three primate cast pens nicked. Uh, from our, so if you're if you're listening and you've got one of those three primate cast pens, Kenya 2018, we'll be right. there. <laughs> we'll be there, and I'm expecting to get those back. And and it just so happens that that, that leads me into my favorite primate related possession. And I think currently it has to be my my primate cast coffee mug. Yeah, sure. I love mine too. <laughs> <laughs> two in the world. And speaking of two in the world, at this year's I, IPS ASP, we actually had the primate cast silent auction items to kind of benefit ASP. I think it's ASP's research funds this right. time. And so unfortunately there are no coffee mugs in there, but two lucky people came away with some t-shirts, tote bag, and a few odds and ends, including two pens. So don't have to return those ones. But what you can return to us is a picture of yourself wearing the t-shirts and your other items at the primateguest at gmail.com. Yeah, and we'll try and put it up on our Facebook page. Uh, so we're going to pay attention now if you who got the silent auction items are actually listening here. But here is what everyone else owns. Chimp purse. Uh, an oil painting of a golden lion tamarind. T-shirts. <laughs> a 3D printed spider monkey skull. Just along with them. <laughs> Toby? I don't got a lemur stuffed animal. Nothing. I don't have anything good there. That's stay correct. A pet chimpanzee. I just bought the lemur doll. It's a bonobo shirt. Uh, two years ago, I took a picture with Jane Goodall and I sent it to send the picture to my mother and she printed it out and made a uh, Anyway, she made something with that. Montez Colony? PhD course. Uh, this t-shirt. <laughs> this t-shirt, it took me a while, but the one I'm wearing. <laughs> a necklace. Primate graphics by uh, Niklaus Heep from Zurich. I have some stationery with chimpanzee's picture. I have a monkey from Jamaica that 
If you pick it up, it squeals. It's a stuffed toy. Uh, <laughs> okay, uh, fake. Um, a gorilla holding a thing of poop, like a plush poop. Zero, nothing. Earrings. Of a uh, chimpanzee. It's really hard for me to answer this question. Uh, a chimpanzee mug and the handle is its arm, I guess. I have a ton of uh, t-shirts of IPS okay. from 2010. <laughs> Until this, nice. yeah. Uh, my favorite thing is the uh, monkey dance. So we dance, look like monkey. Contact. Uh, primate usually have really close contact among themselves, like okay. humans. I only work it. I work with cats and dogs. That's it at a vet clinic. Cuddly toy, Barbie macaque. Nothing. I don't own any object. Probably my red colobus T-shirt that I just bought from Dow over there. Okay, so that's a bit of a crazy list of things that primatologists have. Not surprising, I guess. What's the most silly answer? Uh, silly, I don't know. My favorites, though, were the uh, plush poop. I mean, can't go wrong with a primate holding plush poop. <laughs> I like this one. <laughs> you would. <laughs> Very close to your uh, your own answer. And I, the most impressive to me was 3D printed spider monkey skull. Yeah, this one was yeah, the best <laughs> by far. <laughs> no kidding. You have to find out where to get one of those. Yeah. And some people have, as you noticed, didn't really get our question by possession, right? With my strong French accent. <laughs> Hopefully they don't think the Mandarin colonies of possession. But... Yeah. Or PhD course. Yeah, it was really interesting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. Well done, Nina Kim. But that's primate related, right? But walking with cats and dogs at the vet clinic, yeah, this was, this was quite good. <laughs> that's always the fun about, uh, you know, hitting people on the spot like that with questions they might not be prepared for. So, oh, so we're, we're giving, what is it, the Joker? We're giving the Joker to all those people? Okay. Is that yeah. what we do? Yeah, they have one Joker. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> now that we've got the, uh, the cultural differences set aside here, we can move on to the last question that we threw out at our delegates from IPS 2016. Yeah, the hardest one. <laughs> Favorite talk of IPS 2016. Um, uh, uh, I'm gonna say James Askew's talk on uh, orangutan chest reality, but it's kind of a joke. No! <laughs> Linders on Ebola. I like the chemo signaling of uh, Omer and Evo. And I liked yours. You did Burkhardt on teaching. It's fine not to know. Okay, I don't know. <laughs> I like Franz de Waal's talk. I thought that was really well delivered and, and well done. And I also really like Tony Goldberg's talk on the sort of virus communities. And... I like on the health and welfare station. Not only one. Uh, I enjoyed both of the keynote talks by Franz Duvar and Tetsuro Matsudawa. Uh, I think that it's Jonathan Clayton's talk uh, on microbiome. I did see a very interesting talk about mandrels, and I'm not going to cite the author. Your talk and Clement, Clementine, Clement, Clement, Clement's talk. Blah, 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 blah. Oh my gosh, oh wow. All the Bonobo talks. Oh my god. many things. Uh, I haven't been to any talk today. <laughs> Joseph Kao, social manipulation. Too many of them. Zhang Liti from Vietnam, she... <laughs> she she gave a, a talk about uh, conservation education, uh, how we can engage uh, the public and get the empathy to wildlife, especially uh, the monkeys. 
I really liked Meg Crowfoot's talk on spatial movement in baboons. So using new technology to study real-time spatial movement in a troop of baboons, which is awesome. Jeroen Stevens. Uh, whether bonobos are dominant or egalitarian or dominant, things like that. Across the bar. Tony Goldberg opening Pandora's box of viruses across Africa. Mariano Hongbezin talk about um, red bellied guanan. From Professor Daniel, he's talking about the lemon's behavior between two different species. I like that. I don't know. I quite like mine. Oh, that's a good question. There was one about health and mon monitoring. That one was really good. Um, of apes, of Africa, obviously. <laughs> Your talk was great. Franz Duval's plenary talk, it was really nice. It was really interesting. And then, of course, in Gudal's talk, like, she, doesn't, she didn't have any PPT, but it was really good. Like, no one can do that without PPT. That was so interesting. It would have to be Goldberg's on, um, I can't remember what it was on, the genetics. Ooh. Yours. <laughs> What is her name again? I forgot her name. Uh, Elise Lotheber. She's from Stony Brook. I forgot the title. I know. I, I just met it today. I didn't know and I remember it. Okay. I promise. Thank you so much. I like <laughs> Hours tomorrow. And also, uh, I really like James Hyams' talk. Okay, Cecile, so who's our little winner here? <laughs> the big winner is <laughs> Franz De Waal keynote talk. Yeah, Franz is he's such an awesome public speaker and obviously he's done a lot of really cool work as well, written a bunch of really cool books and is just engaging people all over the place. Yeah, and besides him, just beside him, there is um, Tony Goldberg's talk. Yeah, also a really good one. And if you include the session that he was in, which was the health monitoring and... and, and uh, awareness disease awareness session that I think it would have added a few more ticks to his name so also really cool and I'll go out on a limb and say that was definitely one of my favorite talks as well um, as Noah Simons mentioned in the, the little collage yeah. there opening Pandora's box of viruses something that we definitely need to keep our eyes on and um, really important stuff going forward yeah cool how about you Oh, so my pick would be <laughs> among the talks I attended, and of course not the best talk necessarily of IPS 2016, but maybe the best one. <laughs> <laughs> They're all great. Um, in terms of clarity and quality, I would say yours. Oh, come on. <laughs> you don't have to do that. I'm not paying you. Uh, <laughs> I, I really, audience, I'm not paying her. On parasite pressure on primate social systems evolution. Yeah, and I would have say exactly the same if it was another person in front of you. Okay, well, <laughs> in front of me. <laughs> in that case, then I'll, I'll accept. Thank you. Um, but but as you said, there's I mean tons of good talks. Uh, you can't see them all, obviously. It's super busy with all the sessions concurrently happening. Sure. And uh, you know, I, I was really impressed by a lot of the Ambaselli stuff, and there was just a lot of really cool talks. Yeah. So you know, I, not that it matters, but I want to congratulate everybody that was at IPS and attended, and thanks to all of these little interviewees that we had because. Well, the people were not small, but the little interviews we did. Because <laughs> um, I don't know, it just added an extra little bit of flavor, I think, to the podcast. And it was fun to do. Yeah, very fun to do. <laughs> so uh, IPS ASP 2016, um, I guess if we just want to wrap things up, we've got Steve Ross and Lydia Hopper coming up in an interview next. But just yeah. to kind of continue with our own uh, impressions, I think there are 1,500 delegates or something. Yeah. Um, don't remember what the country count on that was. And in this um, 
Congress, we had Lifetime Achievement Awards presented to Gene Altman from 2014, uh, and this year to Jane Goodall. Yeah. Woohoo! <laughs> of uh, course, I mean, since the time I, had, I was expecting this, or maybe at least since I know it, 2014. Yeah. Yeah. I no, I mean, well deserved. Definitely well deserved. And uh, um, we also had Franz de Waal, who was given the Distinguished Primatologist Award this year from ASP, uh, which led to a keynote that he gave. And I think in 2014, the ASP. Um, award for early career mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, award sorry was given to katie hines so yep. she also had a talk yeah uh, which was really well received in this congress and what else was going on what else was going on uh, what i would like to know what's your positive and negative tick takes yeah sure <laughs> um an ips 2016 in Chicago. Oh, gosh. Um, so I, I just mentioned that for me, a real positive was the scientific program. Um, so I felt really engaged. There was a lot of stuff happening that was kind of in my own wheelhouse. And I was really interested, especially there were four different sessions, I think, that were loaded with uh, disease talks and health talks and things. Um, so the scientific program for me was really good. Um, and of course, it being in the United States, um, technologically or technically, sorry, the conference was pretty straightforward so you didn't have any you didn't have too many things going wrong with computers and projectors and and scheduling as well so that seemed to go pretty smoothly um yeah. as on the downside i don't know i mean one of the funny things that i noticed a lot of people bundling up because it's freezing inside yeah it was freezing <laughs> so i agree on this point and i would like to add I think the only session where we're not freezing in the room was the conservation session. And I was thinking, oh, they turn it off for <laughs> a while. And then by the end of the session, it was on again and we we're all just freezing. <laughs> but it's middle of the summer. So, well, we truly hope that <laughs> Nairobi 2018 won't be like this. <laughs> well, I guess we'll see. But so positives for you then? Uh, the positive side of it was, I guess, the, the networking. Yeah, it was great to see people you can only see <laughs> probably at those IPS meetings. So as I mentioned, yeah, old friends and making new friends mm -hmm. and perhaps prospective colleagues. Yeah. yeah, hope so. Yeah. Definitely <laughs> one of the best things to take away from these events. Um, and just before, we should probably mention, just before the IPS kicked off, IPS ASP, uh, you also attended the Understanding Chimpanzees Symposium. So this year, the theme was Chimpanzees in Context. Yeah, right. The fourth of uh, in mm -hmm. this series, uh, which started in back in 1986, um, which was l launched by, by Jane Goodall uh, mm -hmm. herself. And and this made actually the, the switch um, of our career from primatologist to uh, an activist, conservation activist. Yeah, which yeah. she mentions on the podcast. Yeah, so it was 31 keynote speakers, I think, uh, presenting on different topics ranging from cognition to conservation mm -hmm. and all that. And that was also an opportunity for many students, but not only students, to mm -hmm. present their works through an e-poster, uh, a chance yeah. that I got. It was kind of new, so what, what was the experience like for yeah, you? Yeah, that was uh, interesting, but I guess I, I'm not sure I used a platform of this very well because <laughs> I wasn't familiar to it sure. but now that I know yeah, I'm, I'm all prepared for the next one <laughs> yeah but you had a chance to interface with yeah you know, some of the leading researchers in yeah that was great yeah yeah Franz Duval I remember came to my poster he was very interested in mm -hmm. this question of 
testing these guests and chimpanzees. Mm -hmm. So yeah, very fruitful. Yeah. Good. And I saw on the uh, Lincoln Park Zoo website, they're already, <laughs> I doubt they're already planning, but they're looking ahead to 2026 for the next one. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure Steve and Lydia are probably just happy to uh, <laughs> relax for a little bit. Um, okay, but so on Steve and Lydia, maybe we should get right into that interview. All right. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no I was told no visuals. No visuals? Okay, just the photos. So, um, yeah, experiences. IPS 2016, ASP, uh, Chicago, Navy Pier. When did that start? Uh, I actually remember it starting quite a long time ago. It started at, uh, at an ASP meeting in California. And I remember the after, uh, the, the closing reception was in some sort of pecan uh, forest. And uh, I was approached actually by Steve Shapiro and Nancy Kane on the bus ride back. They sat behind me, tapped me on the shoulder and say, hey, we have a proposition. <laughs> and uh, 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 it grew from there, but it actually didn't take that long, I think, for for us to decide that it was something that could be really great. We could do it in a way that hasn't been done, bigger. Uh, we, could, we were in a central location so that we could get as many people here as possible. And frankly, we were very proud of the fact that a place like Lincoln Park Zoo could be the host mm. for the first time. A, a zoo could be the host of a, of a joint meeting. So that was exciting to us as well. And that was also, so I guess coming back... Ooh, I don't remember the time gap in there. We talked about it last time you were on the podcast, but from one of the first uh, chimpanzees in context meetings, and then you were able to have another one here. It, yeah, it was it was a realization uh, that maybe in some way I regret now that you know that we could join these two meetings. Everyone's going to be in town mm -hmm. for the symposium. Well, let's just tack on fifteen hundred people meeting at the end. You know, we'll, we won't won't be any worse for wear. Uh, I think. Uh, both Lydia and I had moments of regret about that decision, you know, especially when we're on the 10th day of, of conference hosting. Uh, but still, I, I do think it ended up working that way in that, you know, we ended up being able to attract really for both meetings a really, you know, high quality group of, of, of speakers. Mm -hmm. So, Lydia, you have been at um, Lincoln Park Zoo now. I guess it's coming on a couple, four years. Yeah. And then maybe towards that half of that time you've been heavily involved probably in the organization of this so yes how's that been um so when i interviewed for the position at lincoln park zoo four years ago um hosting this conference was one of the things that steve asked me about in oh, the wow. interview yeah it was very sort of central at that point even to the role that, that this would be coming up this would be a great honor for the zoo and that i would be involved in in helping to organize and host the event and um, at that time four years ago it seemed like an incredibly exciting opportunity and something I'd been involved um, in to smaller degrees in helping with smaller meetings but nothing on this scale mm -hmm. and I thought it was a fantastically exciting um, opportunity um, and so really for the first couple of years it was some logistical things um, in fact, I think the, the venue Navy Pier was already um, secured and reserved before I even started at the zoo. Oh, wow. um, so the planning really is starts, you know, it's like the Olympics. It starts many, many years out. Um, and then um, I would say over the last couple of years, it's, it's sort of ramped up. And then the last six months, it's been everybody on board. I mean, we, we're... You're talking to Steve and I today, but really this has been an amazing team effort from the whole of the Fisher Center team. And they've, particularly in the last six months, they've all had 
different jobs and roles to help sort of put together this uh, great meeting of so many people. And um, yeah, it seems to have come together, which has been really nice. So, Steve, um, from your perspective, how is the uh, how's it all come together, and how's the week gone for you guys? I mean, I, I from attending a number of past meetings, we haven't really seen very many of the technical difficulties, for example, that tend to crop up at these big meetings. But right, and you know, that's you know, one of the things we've done at the last several uh, IPS and ASP meetings is to evaluate those meetings and what's gone right and what's gone wrong. Mm-hmm. And we sort of steal all the great ideas and make sure that those problems that have faced some of the past meetings haven't been there so and and that comes with investment mm-hmm. right so we've invested the resources necessary in this case sort of the funds to make sure we have a high quality professional tech team so mm-hmm. that we don't have AV problems and we pay the funds to make sure we've got high uh, high-speed internet for mm-hmm. instance so oh, that's a, been great yeah a lot of that comes with that early decision that we're going to work with Navy Pier who's of course been our, our host organization and they themselves have access to all these you know, professional organizations and vendors and so on. Um, and in some ways that made the planning a little bit more challenging, but mm-hmm. in other ways it made it a lot easier because we didn't have to go out and search each of those groups ourselves. So I think, yeah, I think AV would be something that we were really nervous about, but by noon on Monday we knew it was going to be no problem. Okay. And uh, have you managed to uh, get any of your own ideas out here during this conference, your own work, Lincoln Park, or has it really just been on the organizational end? Right, Lincoln Park Zoo, I think, is really well represented. The Fisher Center, I'm really you know, proud of the team here because they've presented posters, they've given talks uh, on a really wide scope of research. That's something that I think we're really proud of at Lincoln Park Zoo is that you know, we're doing touchscreen work with a number of species, we're doing conservation work in Congo, um, we're, we're, we're doing you know, behavioral economics and so on, and we've got a load of, of researchers presenting that mm-hmm. work. Now, I should say myself, I didn't give a single talk this one, <laughs> which is strange because I think I counted this is you know, 22 primate meetings in a row that I've given a talk until today. Wow. So the streak is over uh, for me. <laughs> that's the cost they, of being in charge. That's right. Um, but, uh, but I know that Lydia and, and a number of other Fisher Center scientists really represented us well. Okay. So following that up, Lydia, how has the, the conference been academically for you? Oh, it's been um, fantastically, fantastically interesting. And I think selfishly, there's been a, my, so my interest is social learning and there have been a number of symposia and sort of um, contributed papers on that topic, um, both studying captive and wild animals. So personally, it's been incredibly um, exciting, but actually talking to other people here, they've also seemed to have found um, a number of talks have interested them. And I, in fact, the the one complaint, if you could call it that, that I've, I've heard from people is there are too many talks yeah. and they don't know which to go to and when and you're having to choose. I mean, that's true for many IPS meetings mm-hmm. with this many concurrent sessions. But I think, you know, that's not a bad problem to have. And um, as Steve mentioned, I, I spoke in a symposium on Monday and I initially was reluctant to um, accept that um, invitation because we were hosting. But um it seemed like such a great lineup and it seemed a really nice opportunity to, you know, be both a host and a participant mm-hmm. and, it, and it's been great. Um, but as Steve mentioned, I mean, seeing our research assistants and our research scientists also present throughout this week, both in the poster sessions and talks, it's really nice to see our science represented as well as just being mm-hmm. the hosts. Great. So. so just to close out, I'll ask both of you in, in succession here, but so what are you going to do to kind of 
chill out from this experience. Oh, no, I, I have planned that probably as well as I have planned this meeting. Um, so we're taking the next couple of days off work, Monday, Tuesday, and then actually at the end of September, I have a short holiday uh, planned uh, to Southern California, although I thought it was an entire uh, holiday, although I think I've already lined up two zoo visits to see chimpanzees <laughs> while I'm away. So it turns out you're always a primatologist. But, That's um, right, wherever you go. Wherever you go, but no, that, that, will be, that will be great. I thought initially, I didn't want to go immediately because I thought, you know, I might be tired and I'd like to get, I mean, I love my job, so I'm excited also just to get back to doing my job. And so I wanted to use early part of September to sort of reset our research program because, you know, perhaps unsurprisingly, the... I would say over the last six weeks, 100% of my time has been dedicated to setting up this meeting. Mm -hmm. So I'm excited to get back to doing the research and the writing and, and uh, yeah, having my the core parts of my job sort of the focus again. Okay. And uh, Steve, same question. Yeah, it's going to be a, a bit of a weird transition, I think, when, when something that has taken so much of our time, especially in the last three or four months, will not be on your schedule anymore. Mm -hmm. I mean, we had regular meetings to talk about and what color the linens would be, you know, <laughs> what music is going to be playing in the background. I mean, our research assistants have handmade the centerpieces for the banquet. I mean, there's all that that just won't be there anymore. And it'll be great, you know, to get back to doing research and to writing papers. I can't imagine spending time writing a paper now. Uh, and then, of course, for me also, it'll be good uh, to get back to my home troop of primates, uh, you know, part of the commitment. You know, we've made here is I've been staying in a hotel for a week and a half, mm -hmm. uh, and so I haven't seen my family in, in, in about ten days. So it'll be good to get back, spend some time uh, hanging out with the family. Okay. Well, thanks so much. And it, you know, from my perspective, it's been a really successful conference, and definitely look forward to the banquet. But congratulations to both of you, and you know, we'll see you at the next IPS, I guess. Right. Thank you very Thank much. You. So from where I'm sitting, I think the conference was a really big success. And so we definitely, from the Primate cast, really need to thank Steve and Lydia for all their hard work. Sleepless nights. Putting this thing together. And uh, congratulations also um, to them for putting on a great conference. And I hope you get your rest now. And uh, I guess with the end of a conference like this, you also have some things um, that change. So for example... Uh, half of our officers for the International Primatological Society changed uh, based on votes that were cast leading up to the conference. Yeah, a new IPS president as well. Mm -hmm. Karen Stryer, Yeah, which is exciting. A woman. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a good representation on the... Uh... Yeah, and the officers, I think. Mm -hmm. Now, um, out of eight officers, six are women. So Yeah, it's... I mean, I think historically, primatology has always had a good female representation, so it's cool to see it um, really reflected in the in the board here. And yeah, we look forward to good things from them in the coming four years, and which encompasses two of the next conferences that we're going to have. Yeah, that we are so looking forward to them. Yeah, 2018 um, in Nairobi at the yeah. United Nations. Yeah, that's going to be, I hope, very cool and impressive. It looked super impressive, yeah. Yeah. And after that in 2020, Ecuador. Yeah, Quito, Quito. Quito, I think, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we saw the um, presentation for it at the General Assembly at the end of the IPS here. Yeah, that's really cool. Nice. Yeah. Already planning uh, outings to the Galapagos. And <laughs> yeah, like post-Congress post <laughs> trips. Yeah, no kidding. For sure. So we, we definitely look forward to that. And considerably earlier than that, I hope all of you can look forward to the next uh, podcast that we start putting out because we were able to get about eight interviews um, from 
guests. Uh, they're a little bit biased in some cases towards my personal interests, but then also uh, we have a bit of variety as well. And so in the next few podcasts coming up, we'll have Laura Marsh talking about a crazy and super fascinating project she's got going on called Houseboat Amazon. Then we've got Karen Stryer, of course, as we just mentioned, the new uh, incoming president of the International Primatological Society, where she'll be talking about, of course, the murkies, but also the, the latest version of the primate behavioral ecology text. Um, then we have a few uh, kind of focused on disease stuff. Charlie Nunn, Fabian Leendertz, and Chris Whittier. Yeah, and for conservation voices, Lillian Pinter, working mm -hmm. for the Jane Goodall Institute. Yeah, doing all the GIS stuff yeah, for that. Yeah, GIS expert. And uh, just because we were situated next to each other, and I always run into them at conferences, I, I did a little interview with a representative, sales representative from Lowtech, uh, kind of in relation to the GIS stuff there. So we'll be putting up his interview, just a little bit of information on the company and the products uh, in the coming weeks as well. So I hope everyone stays tuned. Um, yeah, and enjoy this last fragment of IPS. <laughs> Until next time. Hi, my name's Lauren. I study primates. This is Cedric. Hi. He also studies primates. What do you think of the primate cast? Uh, I've listened to it so many times and I love it. You have been listening to the primate cast, a podcast series dedicated to the study and conservation of primates around the world. Brought to you by the Centre for International Collaboration and Advanced Studies in Primatology of the Primate Research Institute of Kyoto University. Visit us online at www.cicasp.pri.kyoto-u.ac.jp forward slash news forward slash podcasts and follow us on Facebook at www.facebook.com forward slash the primatecast and on Twitter at the primatecast.